0: And it's time for another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. Jason Youth here with straightforward short-term rentals and prideaway stays. We're talking about digital marketing. We're talking about search engine optimization with our expert Allison Verhalen. Allison was on the podcast earlier last year, and I know a lot has changed in the digital marketing world. It always does. AI has really taken off, and a lot of people are doing a lot of AI copywriting. You need to be careful with AI copywriting because sometimes it just does not sound like English. It's a great starting point, um, but it really does help with blogging and email communications, and Allison talked on this podcast about why SEO and blogging are still hand-in-hand, Um, You know, there's a lot of video and audio content on the internet these days, but it's still not quite indexed on Google search the way that written content is. So you know, things will evolve. And you know this actually might not be relevant in a couple of years because there's you know all new ways that people are searching. Uh, but I remember back in the day when mobile traffic was nothing, and now if your site's not optimized for mobile because you're probably getting 60% of your traffic by mobile, if not more, well, you know you're in big trouble. So um, listen to this if you need some tips for digital marketing and copywriting and blogging and search engine optimization for your landing page or your website. And it's applicable to any industry, but you know, we're talking about real estate specifically. It's a very competitive industry. And Allison offers some great tips that will help you get your website and your blog in tip top shape to be found on Google search. So listen up. So a lot's been said about video marketing these days, but you know, I know that the backbone of SEO from Years past, decades past, has been blogs and writing content. You know, because you mentioned the word crawl, you imagine all these robots out there crawling. They used to call them spiders, right? Like they're crawling the internet, looking at the keywords and looking at the back end of your websites. It just all Mm -hmm. kind of feels a little sci fi, but I get what they're doing. They're trying to index the internet and see what's changed, what's new, what's popular. But I mentioned video because everyone's doing video these days, like on TikTok and Instagram and elsewhere. Video is a component of SEO. But, you know, since you're a writer, and seo has a writing backbone as i mentioned you know talk a little bit about those two things together like you know don't why is it a good idea not to completely abandon writing you know if you're like a huge influencer or doing a lot of great videos on instagram and tiktok
1: yeah well google has not yet figured out how to read audio or visual content. It's working on it. It'll get there. But for the moment, again, if you're showing up in those searches, if that's your goal, you need the text so Google can figure out what you're all about. That can absolutely go hand in hand with videos. You've got those descriptions up there. You and I were talking before we started recording about recording and transcribing the audio from things like podcasts and videos and putting that up as a blog post. And I Always recommend doing that, A, for SEO purposes, but B, also so that you are getting your content in all of the places. You've got your video up, you've got your text up. People who want to read it can read it. People who just want to watch the video or listen to the podcast can do that. It's a great way to get the most out of your content so you're in all the places without having to reinvent the wheel and create 5 million different pieces of content that are totally unique from each other. As far as video marketing, A, take advantage of the description because Google is going to crawl that headline, that description, looking for those keywords. So don't slack in that area. And if you are creating videos on YouTube, which you should be, don't forget that Google owns YouTube. So a lot of those how-to videos, there's a reason they show up in in Google searches because Google owns YouTube. And if you've got that video optimized, then yeah, you're going to show up in those. Your video is going to show up in those searches.
0: Yeah. We started this podcast as an audio only podcast a couple of years ago. We've mentioned this in numerous previous episodes and decided to go video. When we relaunched it last year, uh, for that purpose, we wanted to have a presence on YouTube. We knew that YouTube was owned by Google and wanted to make sure that our videos were appearing when people were searching. So we've been, you know, judiciously building our YouTube channel as well with descriptions and using keywords and, you know, just trying to do the best that we can with how we're describing each of the videos that we're posting. It seems to be working for the most part. Obviously, everything could be better. And you know, with SEO, you know how it is, Allison. Like you don't know if it's going to work, you know, right? Like you just, Mm -hmm. you publish something and then, you know, you kind of watch to see if it starts drawing in visitors. There's a lot of tips you could do behind the scenes as well, like with an SEO program, but talk a little bit about the content that you recommend, like for real estate, for example, let's just say we're working with a small brokerage in Chicago or Boston, you know, where Mm -hmm. we're sitting. What are some initial things that you'd recommend a, a brokerage do with their blog, with their descriptions to start to get some better visibility?
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I do always recommend blogging. I know people don't always like to hear that because maintaining a blog is a lot of work and I'm not going to deny that it, it is a lot of work. There's, there's no two ways around that. It is so important for showing up in online searches. Cause again, Google looks at recent content, the newer it is, the more valuable it is perceived as being. So write. Regularly publish regularly on your blog. Have a plan for your blog. A lot of people know they need to be blogging and they put a blog post and they don't get results from it because they don't have a call to action or they they didn't think about where it was in the their overall buyer journey. So. Take all that into consideration before you start writing. Do you have strong landing pages? Do you know what call to what action you want them to take once they're done reading the blog post? Is does that call to action make sense for the topic you just covered in this blog post? Does it make sense for where they are in the buyer journey? Are they looking for a house right now or are they just kind of exploring the possibilities and window shopping, so to speak. So take all of that into consideration before you even start writing so that when you do write it and publish it, you've got your strategy laid out um, and activated so that people are actually, you are actually getting results from your blog. I think that's the biggest one that I recommend people take into consideration before they even start writing.
0: So, what are some good calls to action for professional services industries? I mean, learn more, sign up for our list. What are some good calls to action that you can pair with good content?
1: Definitely build that email list. Uh, you want to be able to reach out to people and contact them, and you want to be able to continue to get in front of them, right? Because if they read a blog post and love it, and but they're not ready to buy yet, but that's your call to action is to buy, they're going to click away and you're going to lose them forever. Whereas if you ask them to subscribe to your newsletter. And they're ready. They are. They liked what they saw, and they they want to get more from. Them. That is an invitation into their inbox, which is like our last private place that we have online these days, right? Is that inbox? So, that is a, a super important invitation. Do not let that go to waste. Which is another thing. Then you have to actually email them, <laughs> which I know is more work on top of all the blogging you have to do. But again, it's all about staying top of mind, so that when they are ready to buy. think of you because they've been seeing all of this great content that you've been providing them with so yeah i usually go straight for subscribe to the newsletter and or follow us on social media so you can you can stay in touch with them
0: i feel like there's a lot of people that you know build their plan and have all the great intention in the world to do a b c d and e and then just life gets ahead of them and time catches up and work gets busy um and then suddenly that email list uh, that you've built up doesn't get emails, you know, and then email newsletters aren't going out and blog content starts to diminish over time because again, people just get busy. Do you have any suggestions as to how people can stay disciplined to make sure that they've committed to these plans that are all, it's like going to the doctor. We all know we should mm-hmm. be exercising and staying healthy, but not everyone does it. How can people stay a little more focused and committed to these plans where time is not limitless.
1: Yeah. Definitely have a schedule. Publish every week is really best. So have, you know, a day of the week, have a time where you are going to publish that new blog post, uh, come hell or high water, right? And and stick to that schedule. Treat it like anything else you do for work because a lot of the problems that people run into when they own their own business is they spend a lot of time marketing and then they get busy and they, they don't market anymore. And then the work dries up because they weren't marketing their business whereas if you can find that balance where you are continually marketing while serving your clients that's where you get that steady stream of income coming in. So definitely treat it like any client work anything that is revenue producing for your business because if it's working and you're following your plan it should absolutely be revenue producing. Um that said I know we all have times where we get super busy um and I've had times like that where I I just don't have time to write a blog post this week. So mm-hmm. I will dig into my archives. You can always take a blog post that's I tend to go a year or older, I guess you could go like six to nine months, but I I tend to go older than a year, um, pull out a blog post that has still been getting traction, still has some traffic. You can always take that blog post down and republish it and give it that new publication date just so you still have that fresh content going up on your website. Google will treat it just like a new piece of content. So that's absolutely something that I, I use to get the most out of, out of my blog and make sure I'm constantly creating new content. And like I said before, if you're creating video or audio content, repurpose it, turn that into a blog post so that you've always got something Then you're, again, not creating 5 million different pieces of content when you can just repurpose
0: one piece. And there is another Real Estate Law Podcast Quick Take for the full episode. Please go to YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to or heard that quick take. We're also on realestatelawpodcast.com where you can get all of our episodes and information about the show. On behalf of attorney broker Rory Gill, this is Jason Muth. Thank you for listening.